0: Welcome to the First Lutheran Church podcast, produced by First Lutheran Church in Janesville, Wisconsin. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America who are seeking to embrace love's adventure together. In this podcast series, we explore some of the contours of that adventure through conversations with friends and members of the community who are on the journey with us. We're glad you've joined us. Hey everybody, welcome to Amy Hartzah's podcast coming at you live from the inside of my office here at First Lutheran Church. Welcome. Um, The podcasts that I'm going to be hosting are going to be basically getting to know you kind of podcasts with all kinds of really cool musicians that I've met in the past two years that are in the Wisconsin area. So My lucky first one is going to be with the illustrious Frank Liston, who we all know as the leader of the JJs. So I wanted to get to know you a little bit more, Frank. Thank you so much for coming.
1: It's good to be here.
0: Awesome. Well, let's dig right into this adventure together. My first question is, who are your musical inspirations? How did you get into music?
1: But you used the right. It is plural. There are inspirations, mm. uh, more than one. Um, but how we, how I started, uh, I have to give the edge to my father. Okay. Uh, my father, uh, when I got to know him, he was a church organist and pianist, very much like some of the work that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, in his many, many faceted life, mm-hmm. he was a road musician for a while, and then— cool. um, he ended up in the laundry business, and so his play, his musicianship and everything was for fun and frivolity, and that's how I remember awesome. it to begin with. Awesome. Uh, at age four, sitting around the piano on a weekend or something, my father playing, all the friends and relatives or who's ever there have singing, mm. having a good time. Mm-hmm. It was just a wonderful, warm, fun experience. So. Mm. Obviously, it was capturing my attention, or as it would anybody at that time.
0: Nice. After that,
1: you know, probably the one step that I took that got me more involved would be when I joined the school band in fourth grade. You know, that's where many people start, and so that was the beginning of my playing.
0: Nice. Me, too. What instrument were you? I played trumpet. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I played percussion. (laughs) Okay. I was always behind the trumpet players. <laughs> Fun memory. So, going on, what other music inspirations? Musical inspirations?
1: Who are my musical inspirations? Mm-hmm. Got any more? Oh, yeah. Many, many, many. I, I just gave you the, the one, my father. But beyond that, there would have to be um, my school director uh, in high school, okay. Milton Potter, suburban Chicago. Actually, oh, before nice. that, Williams Bay, right up here in Wisconsin, and then uh, in later years at uh, Luther College, Weston Noble, the conductor there, oh, yeah, and at Northwestern University, uh, Vincent Chekowitz uh, uh, from the Chicago Symphony was the trumpet instructor, and wow, and uh, John Painter, the director of bands, and so on. all those people. I mean, it goes on and on and on. All those people that you run into in the course of playing and being involved in music
0: isn't it amazing how music is it's like a to me it's like a tapestry there's so many pieces that are woven into us like we're the fabric yeah all these other people get woven into Mm. well speaking of amazing places you've been like suburban chicago and working with chicago symphony folks um what has been your biggest career highlight so far
1: that's also tough like inspirations (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know these are big questions, friends. <laughs> and, and again, I I, I I would have to give the edge to uh, the time I spent in Australia. Um, I worked for a company wow. uh, called Rose Music, who is basically Yamaha of Australia. Mm. And um, my job was a marketing consultant was to stimulate school music programs. That's why they had me over there. All right. And... As a result of that, I had an opportunity to travel all over the country, and and not just for fun, but it was fun. That's like anything else (laughs) in music. But it was sort of working for business and talk to teachers and educators and musicians and state officials and national officials to Uh, pull all the pieces of this together uh, to help stimulate and start programs like we have in the U.S. Obviously, that was the business they were in. And they were a wonderful company to work with. The people that were there from top to bottom were were great. It was a great experience. How
0: long were you in Australia for?
1: A little over two years. Wow. It was only supposed to be one to begin with. Okay. We went over. uh, But about six months into the project, they said, well, we realize now this is more than a one-year project, so stay as long as you'd like, but... If you do leave, then we're going to have to replace you with, because we want to keep this program going.
0: Oh wow! So
1: we did spend a little over two years. My kids were growing up at that time, so eight and ten. So that oh. uh, was just so long that we could be away from the good old USA.
0: But that's amazing. Did you um, did you get a chance? This is totally off the cuff, but did you get a chance to work with um, any of the Aboriginal? folks at all or was it mainly within school systems
1: i was in the school systems okay there obviously there are aboriginal people all over the place right on and musically it's amazing what they do on a didgeridoo oh right and there was even somebody and i can't remember their name was right now that wrote an arrangement for didgeridoo and jazz uh, jazz band (laughs) believe it or not uh I can't imitate it. I don't know how they notated it if they did notate it. Yet. Oh my or anything, gosh! But, but there were a lot of a lot of things in the um, didgeridoo and the, the the native people, just like their art. I still have pieces of art, including a didgeridoo, in my office at home. Oh my so, gosh! Yeah, it's a different cultural level. Yeah. but The Australians, like we did here, mm-hmm. with American mm-hmm. engulf parts of that culture into theirs.
0: Sure. That's amazing. Wow. I'm always fascinated with um, indigenous and aboriginal cultures from all over the world. It's been, um, I'm part Chittimachin, and I think that's where this curiosity comes from, Yes, knowing it's in my own family. But that's just, that's amazing work that you did in Australia. Wow. Is it true? I just got to ask this question. Is it true that it's Full of animals that are trying to get you, <laughs> like big old spiders everywhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, it is. Oh, geez. Um. Oh dear. There, there's a lot of things there.
0: <laughs> oh golly. Can, In
1: fact, to, to give you a perspective, okay. <laughs> when I uh, the first week when I was there with the company, yeah, and uh, we go through you just like with any company, you fill out forms for this, that, and the other thing, mm. and they give you the book on healthcare. A book. And on healthcare, on the front of the book, on the cover of the book, uh-huh. there is a shark, funnel web spider, <gasps> several snakes <laughs> that are poisonous, and they are very poisonous. Yeah. That was on the front cover of your health book. So, yes, <laughs> it is true. <laughs> okay. And yes, we did come in contact with some of those. Oh,
0: snap. Wow your brave soul <laughs> your whole family <laughs> yeah that's incredible so it's on the book all right that's awesome wow i could talk about australia all day um so advice and actually i'm I feel like i'm getting some do you have any advice for aspiring musicians those of us just getting into the biz, um, maybe folks that are in the middle of the biz. And while we ask that question, was there was there like the worst piece of advice ever given to you? Do you, do you feel compelled to share? Just curious.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll start with the second part of your question. All right. And then I'll do the first. The, okay. The worst advice mm-hmm. um, that I was given <laughs> was Frank... If you want to do anything in this music, you have to practice an hour a day every day. I want to tell you, from a fourth or fifth grader, that's pretty long. Time. That's a lifetime. <laughs> but, yes. And throughout, throughout the time, there were people that gave that advice. By the way, none of them were musicians. Um. There are always people outside of it hearing that you know, so some Van Cliburn or somebody practices hours a day, and yeah, yeah, that's understandable. But and many people do do that. If you if you want to be the lead trumpet player, principal trumpet player, or violin player in the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, you may have to do that. Mm -hmm. But you know there are so many other aspects of of your life as you grow up that may not. You'd say, well, gee, if I have to play an hour a day, I just don't want any part of this. Oh, how tragic! Right? Because this is the second part of your question. Mm -hmm. Um. There are many facets of the music, many instruments. And in fact, even outside of instruments, you might get into music out of playing piano or violin or trumpet or whatever mm-hmm. and find out that, gee, you know, arranging is sure good. <laughs> I enjoy that. Or mm-hmm. I can write or originate music or write music and create tunes, or maybe you're a conductor that you want to conduct. I mean, these are all schools that'll take a lot of time and attention and study. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. how much time then again, do you really want to spend on that? Mm. So it, all of it can be fun, but I think probably be the other side of it. Some of the good advice I would give you is if you get in music for some, you're in, T- enjoying it there's all degrees you know let's take it from zero to ten okay i mean so zero is you know look this is just i don't want any part of it it's hard to believe but there are probably some people that might be like that sure and ten sure. says i want to be the best whatever <laughs> <in> music <laughs> sure okay and that's all going to take time but in between there's one two three four five six seven eight nine so mm. you got to decide where you want to be on that spectrum. And then give the time and energy to that that um, degree to which you want to be involved in music. It might be not 10, but maybe a 9, mm-hmm. and maybe it's a 5. And maybe you just want to join the band and play last chair, and you're having a good—that's wonderful. I think Leonard Bernstein one time said, and I'm, I hope I'm right on this. Sure. Uh, someone will probably call and fact check it. But anyway— <laughs> I think he said something. The most difficult instrument in the world to play is second violin, because everybody wants to play the melody and nobody wants to play the harmony. But without that, we don't have anything. We don't have that harmony. So it that that goes out. So there are other 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 levels, and that's what you. Yeah. So when you say, "Okay, I, this is fun. I enjoy playing," make up your mind where you want to be. And yes, if you want to practice an hour a day, God, go for it. <laughs> but if you don't, but you do enjoy music, and you might want to grow up to be doctor, lawyer, Indian chief, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and you're only going to spend some time, maybe you only want to be a five or a four. That's okay,
0: right? Nothing right.
1: wrong with that. Oh. Anyway, that's where the word I think amateur comes in. Uh, not just for music; it has something sure. to do. And again, somebody will fact check. It's <laughs> either Greek or. Or, uh, or Latin, mm. it comes from something to do with love, and you play for the love of it. That's where the word amateur comes from.
0: I believe it, because ama, amor.
1: Amor, it could be.
0: I, I'm going to go with that, ladies and gentlemen, so you can fact-check me, too. Okay. <laughs> That's, you know, as a fellow musician, that speaks volumes to me, because I, as a teacher... I often tell my kids, you know, I teach voice and piano and I often tell them, hey, 10 minutes, just get your fingers on the key so you know where they are. And for singers, just get to know your instrument. I don't care if you're in the shower, in the practice room, on the street with your friends, like just your voice is your instrument. Get to know it at all times, kind of. But you don't have to sit and study it for an hour. You want to know a fun fact that I learned in graduate school studying opera? Oh, we're not supposed to practice more than two hours singing straight ever in our lifetimes. Now some opera singer is going to call in and fact check me on that one. But I, that's what I was told. Like, don't, don't try to sit with a new aria and bang at it for two hours vocally. They're they're like, play with it. Walk away from the practice room, come back to it, you know, take half hour breaks, whatever. And I, and then if you have a three hour rehearsal at night, school yourself accordingly that this might be the day that you just,
1: talk your aria through yeah you get into a part where you're just beating yourself up physically and mentally Ugh. and it, as they say practice doesn't make perfect it makes permanent yes so if you get into it and, yes. and you're doing something wrong and you're just gonna beat yourself up doing it wrong again again and again just walk away from it and try it another time
0: yes yes say that one more time for everybody in the back
1: the the practice practice does not make perfect practice makes permanent
0: did you get that listeners (laughs) no that's that's so true that's so true you're right oh such good advice oh my friends so leading in with advice i have a i have a i have another story question for you how did you start with the jjs how did the jjs begin yeah um or you're beginning with them.
1: Yeah, that, it, I'm trying, I can't give you a moment in time that it started or something. Sure. But it, okay. I guess the germ of the idea started, uh, so, you know, over time, usually in church. Okay. Listening t- uh, to the the truth, everything, all the music that's in church, there's nothing wrong with it, but sometimes it got repetitive, mm-hmm. um, even from one church to another, and, you uh, there just wasn't a, a variety, but and there were some things that came along, and I may be offending some people here, <laughs> in the so-called contemporary Christian music, which, very honestly, sometimes, not always, and there's nothing wrong with it, but it, it begins to sound a lot like camp songs or elevator music. It's okay. just not getting the message across. Mm-hmm. Not just the musical, but the message. So anyway, I thought, well, to liven things up without being so esoteric or out there so far or boring, how about we do it in a jazz vein? Nice. And, and uh, we'll do it with tunes that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Just a closer walk with The Amazing Grace, uh, Abide With Me, Old Time Religion, uh, on and on and on. All, uh, whether it's hymns or music— some of the yes, some of the uh, traditional, as it were, uh, hymns, mm-hmm. songs that are sung, that people will resonate with, and it's the same message basically that's coming from the pulpit. It's just done this with music.
0: Instead. Nice, yeah, yeah. So yeah.
1: that's how it started this is a, how are we going to put it together I oh, went, nice. i'm sitting there week after week thinking you know there's got to be a way to do this so i just decided well I just i was new to the area here in jamesville we just okay we moved, we've been new to a lot of areas over time i
0: was gonna say
1: <laughs> so i didn't know a lot of people but i did know some and i got mm-hmm. to know some musicians and i got some of them together okay and um we said, look, you know, nobody knows about this. I, I don't know if we'll work or anybody will like it and so on, and surely nobody's going to pay for it even. So here's what we'll do. We'll do a barter system. You play at my church, I'll play at your church, and we'll play at his church and her church. And in other words, we just, we'll all barter it. Oh, my gosh. So that was how we started. Well, it took off. Well, then we yeah. the band expanded, and uh, they didn't pay a lot. They still don't pay a lot, but they do pay to hear this But I have today within the band, it changes from time to time, so it won't be accurate to the exact day. Oh, sure. I have, yes, several Lutherans, a Presbyterian, First Congregationalist, Jewish, uh, one agnostic, and I think an atheist as well.
0: Talk about ecumenical.
1: Yes. Talk about ecumenical. That's diversity personified.
0: Totally is
1: and amen. To so that. for a lot of those people, it's the only experience they might have with a church. But mm-hmm. either way, they they do it. They love it. And again, it's the music. It comes back. The yeah. Music is speaking to them, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just like it's speaking to the people in the pews. That's right. And it's not the music has that power.
0: It sure does. I mean, music music does transcend any yes. boundary or barrier that we put up, doesn't it? Yes. It's exactly. amazing. Mm. So, so JJ's just because I actually I don't think I even know how that what it, what that means.
1: JJ stands for Jazz for Jesus.
0: Jazz for Jesus. Okay, I thought so, but I wanted to make sure.
1: I've offered it many times. Uh, we could change it, that it also could stand Jazz for Jews. By the way.
0: Oh yes, it could. If you went yes, to a synagogue, it yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so, so it wasn't by design, mind you, but. I thought that would be interesting to take some of the uh, Jewish music mm-hmm. and set it to uh, to that jazz vein. Um, okay. I haven't had that opportunity to do yet, but if whatever does come up, we'll figure it out.
0: Stay tuned. I might chat with a couple of synagogue folks that I know. Okay. <laughs> that could be. Oh, that could be exciting.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, well, I know because I know there's a lot of... Um, a lot of the the jazz musicians that I know in Madison are of Jewish heritage. Yeah, if not practicing, so oh, that's brilliant.
1: Oh, that's a that's a thought for those that might hear this one.
0: That is a thought.
1: Let us know. We'll figure it out.
0: Give us a call. All right, First Lutheran Church. Give us a call. Um, I guess we are almost at the the end of our time together, but I wanted to ask one more thing before we close. What's the best thing about being a musician for you?
1: Oh, well, it, it, I think I mentioned it in somebody, just in this entire conversation. Oh, sure. The best thing is it's fun. Yeah. It's that <laughs> simple. It's fun. It Whatever. From zero to 10, mm-hmm. if you're just a listener, it's fun. Um, yep. There is a book, and I can't remember the author. It was done maybe 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> The title of the book is This Is Your Brain on Music. And what it is, mm-hmm. it's written by a fellow who was a road musician. He was a guitar player with some bands. And uh, again, I can't remember the names of them. It's been a while since I've read the book. Mm-hmm. And um, he eventually came off the road and went back to medical school, became a neurologist. And he did a lot of extensive study, true more basic study than has ever been done on the brain and the music's effect on the brain. Oh, and my gosh. I don't want to read the whole book by memory to you. Or <laughs> the basic premise is this. Music stimulates the pleasure zone of the brain. Yeah. And it's not a question of the right and left brain side. It's the, the center. It, it stimulates that pleasure, whether it's something for uh, that's fun, whether it's food, or drinking, or alcohol, or drugs, or sex, or whatever the pleasure zone is. Yeah, that's what music's same one. He says basically music is like a legal drug.
0: Interesting.
1: Anyway, if you anybody yeah. that's interested, the title is "This Is Your Brain on Music." I okay. do not remember the author.
0: Um, you know what? I think if I can organize it with some folks that help us put these podcasts online, I'll try to make a little note section. For that book. So we can put yeah. that, maybe a link to Amazon or something. We'll figure it out, folks. This is your brain on music. I totally concur. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, music helps you express emotions, too, that you need to get out in order to, to. Feel, I don't want to say feel better necessarily, but sometimes a friend of mine once told me a good cry is is as important as a good laugh. Oh, man. There's a, there's a you release something. I could not tell you what the chemicals are, but I'm sure that's what that is. Yes. And music helps with that, all that, those emotions. Exactly. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So this is your brain on music. I, Frank, thank you so much for coming. I have learned so much today. It sitting. was fun.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, friends, this is Frank Liston of the JJs. Thank you again for coming. You're welcome. All right. And friends, remember, we are here to embrace love's adventure together. Thank you for listening to this podcast. First Lutheran Church is learning to become genuinely inclusive, thoroughly engaged, externally focused, and relationally centered as we seek to live intentionally like Christ in the world. Embrace the adventure with us. You can find out more about us on our website at flcj.org. We welcome your questions and comments, which can be shared through our contact page. We're also active on Facebook and Instagram.